What is up, everybody? Welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them on the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let me know in the comments who was your primetime performer of the game. The Cowboys beat the Chicago Bears 49-29 to in a game that although things were close here and there, I got to tell you, I feel like this was pretty much a dominant game for the Cowboys because, yeah, uh, at some points, maybe they made some mistakes. You know, the first half interception to end, uh, you know, the half and give the Chicago Bears three more points and all of that. Those were rough moments. There were some drive-killing penalties here and there. But overall, the Cowboys outgained the Chicago Bears 440 yards to 369, I believe. I can confirm that number for you guys. They did so in 15 fewer plays. Then the Chicago Bears, they averaged over eight yards per play. They had one turnover. I honestly think this was a pretty, pretty dominant game for the Cowboys. 49 points is Abraham in the Facebook chat. Unexpected. So who was your primetime performer of the game? Let's see who you guys got here. Uh, Jay Cena says, Tony Pollard, MVP. Samuel goes with Damon Clark. He says, inspiring story. Dak says Bruce. You can you, you might as well give it to Dak Prescott. That's a, that's a good answer. Don goes with Pollard. Tony P says Toxic Tom. Peter Rizzo also with Pollard. Uh, Gregory goes with Dak. So pretty much most uh, answers apparently go will go with Tony Pollard, and then we will see some uh, for Dak. Uh, Dexter Williams also goes with the running back. I went with the running back as well. Listen. The guy had 131 yards rushing. That's an average of 9.4 yards per carry for Pollard. Three touchdowns. And that number is insane. The one that John Owning from Pro Football Focus shared on social media. So shout out to him. This is a stat that he put out there on the Twitter world. Tony Pollard averaged 9.4 yards per carry, but he averaged 8.3 after contact, 8.3 yards per carry after contact. That number is out of this world. And it was a big game for Tony in a lot of ways. It wasn't that they featured him as a workhorse because he only had 14 carries when the dust settled. But we saw Pollard run inside the tackles. We saw him run towards the edge as he usually does. He had a catch for another 16 yards. The Cowboys needed a running back to step up and be physical. And Pollard was that. And I know we knew already that he is explosive, that he can turn on the Jets and take off. We knew all of that. But I don't know if we were so sure about him being a physical running back if you ran him inside and the Cowboys didn't, he delivered. Now, I will tell you what. 
I cannot give this award to Tony Pollard without mentioning that the Cowboys offensive line dominated in the trenches. We had Sean Sierra on Tuesday, a burst expert last week, uh, and he talked about how the best way to approach the Bears defense is to come at them, to, to try to out-physical them. And the Cowboys did. And I think that even though there are some questions here and there about the Cowboys offensive line when it comes to pass pro, once more they showed that they can bully some people in the run game. Tyler Smith, Terrence Steele. We saw Zach Martin with some amazing blocks too here and there. In that 54-yard run, Martin is pulling from the right guard spot all the way to the left side. And then you see Peyton Hendershot as well, blocking in space for Tony Pollard. And this is a physical group. This is a physical Cowboys offense. And I know, I know that this will spark more and more conversations about who should be running back one. I'm, I'm, I'm low-key tired about that conversation because I love how the Cowboys are using both running backs. And I love that even on this game, you saw the Cowboys wanting to manage Pollard's workload. And that's, to me, that's perfectly fine. You want Tony Pollard's explosiveness? You better not overwork him because I think that's part of his explosiveness. And even in a game in which they asked Pollard to be the number one guy, we saw plenty of carries for Malik Davis. He had eight, if I'm not mistaken, when the game ended. And we even saw a particular offensive series, the third in the game, in which CeeDee Lamp was in the backfield. And he was in the backfield for at least four plays. Three consecutive times, CeeDee was lined up as a running back. And then a couple of plays after that, he even got a handoff. So the Cowboys were being very smart about how they used Tony Pollard. So, yeah, I know that the conversations will come. I know that there will be debates about uh, who's running back one, who's not running back one. But the way I see it, the Cowboys have a tremendous duo of running backs, one of which can be a workhorse and a great pass protector, and the other who can be super explosive and who has shown that he can play, that he can run the ball inside and outside. So I'm more excited about the prospects of having those two big-time running backs than wanting to have a conversation about who's a starter. That's just me. Uh, I'm excited about Tony, though. Uh, Pollard really shined on this one. You got to give it to him. Pretty explosive. But I saw what I wanted to see, which is Pollard running inside. And I have no complaints there. So I, I liked what the Cowboys did with Tony on Sunday against the Bears for sure. But credit to that offensive line. That first touchdown for, for Pollard in which he absolutely destroyed Eddie Jackson, he gets perfect blocks up front. You, you slow that play down and you zero in on each offensive lineman. There's no complaints anywhere. Terrence Steele is really just sealing his gap. You see Pollard just getting to the second level without any trouble. And then he gets there. And it's Eddie Jackson and him. It's, you know, Eddie Jackson between Tony Pollard and the end zone. And he breaks his ankles. He, he takes the safety to the ground just by making that cut. That is an absolute dime by Aaron Rodgers for the touchdown. 
to make it a one possession game on Sunday night. That is an absolute dime. Sorry for the parenthesis. Bruce says, Mo, which sounds better for the running back duo? Smash and dash or dine and dash? I like the I like the first one better. Smash and dash. Let's hey, I'm I'm in for that nickname, Bruce. I gotta give it to you. What is up, Joe? Watching from Italy. Uh, we've got William Anthony as well here saying smash and dash. Chat, feel free to chime in on this one. What duo, what what nickname do you want for that running back duo? Smash and dash or dine and dash. We gave up 240 yards rushing. We need a better middle linebacker, says Joe. And we'll get into that in a few moments here on the show. Uh, because I do agree that the Cowboys run defense is an issue. Uh, Pollard is the third running back per PFF, says Samuel Rowe. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like uh I'm against Tony Pollard. I'm just my excitement for the Cowboys running back duo is bigger than my wishes to engage in a running back debate, honestly, because I think that they both complement each other. Uh, but Tony Pollard, man, uh, what else do you want from him, right? That was a pretty amazing performance from him. And it showed, and this will be the perfect transition for what I want to talk about tonight. It showed off a key element of the Cowboys roster that makes this team a legit Super Bowl contender. And we have talked about many reasons why the Cowboys are that. You know, the NFC doesn't really have that super established favorite to be in the Super Bowl because even though the Eagles are 7-0, they're undefeated, there's not a lot you can criticize them about after they beat the Cowboys, even though they were playing with Cooper Rush and all of that. Uh, they're the favorites, all right? They're they're 7-0, and, you know, you got to give them some respect there. But it's not like they're the Chiefs or the Bills on the, on the AFC. The Bucs are struggling. The Packers are also struggling. So it's fair to say that the Cowboys are contenders in this conference at least and we have talked about how good the defense is how good Michael Parsons is the pass rush we've talked about Dak Prescott coming back but what I am thinking about right now is just the impressive depth that the Cowboys showed off today if you want to be a contender in the NFL you better be ready to deal with some injuries because when we get to December when we get to January you will be injured unless you are the luckiest team in the NFL. And it happens. And sometimes that's why that quote exists. You know, in January, it's not about who's the best team. It's about who is the healthiest. And a lot of the times that is true. But the Cowboys on this one were particularly hurt. And yeah, those are the Chicago Bears and all of that. And, you know, uh, they're not the biggest of threats or anything like that. But still, Dallas arrived at this game without starting free safety Malik Cooker, starting running back Ezekiel Elliott, starting wide receiver Noah Brown. Those three were in the inactives list for the Cowboys. They were also missing Jordan Lewis, who was placed on injured reserve. They were missing Sam Williams, who is a part of the defensive end rotation. They were missing a lot of players. And we saw multiple young ones step up. We saw Darren Bland man the slot uh, pretty well. I mean, the All-22 will reveal more, but there was at least one play in which Bland was challenged in the end zone, and he played great technique. He got the PBU. 
and he denied a Justin Fields touchdown pass, what would have been a Justin Fields touchdown pass. We saw Dante Fowler in a game in which Michael Parsons' snap count was being monitored and managed strictly, I would say. I don't know what the final snap count will be, but it, it might be the lowest of the season, maybe only behind the one against the Rams when he was hurt with a groin injury. And in, in a game in which Micah was limited and in a game in which Sam Williams was inactive, we saw that Fowler had, had himself a game because Fowler had multiple good moments for Dallas. He had a pass deflection. He had a, a tackle for a loss, one sack. He stepped up in the, in the defensive line. Anthony Barr exited the game with a hamstring injury. And lo and behold, Damon Clark stepped into the game. And at least he was not an issue. I, I, the old 22 will also reveal more on Clark. But there wasn't a time in which we said, oh, the rookie made a mistake. He was in, in seven tackles. He got involved on defense. You know, got his feet wet in there for the first time in his NFL debut. I'm impressed with the depth of this team. Connor McGovern at one point was injured. He had to exit the game. And then Connor McGovern stepped in. Uh, no, Jason Peters stepped right in. And he was a part of several of this. Tony Pollard's impressive runs, including the one that went for 54 yards and a touchdown. The Cowboys have the depth to go on and win a Super Bowl. It, this is a contending team. And I know it sounds crazy, and, I, and, and this is not me saying that, oh, the, the Cowboys should be favored to win the NFC, but I'm saying that was an impressive aspect of this roster that was shown on Sunday. LVE was a beast today, says Jason. I know that LVE is not the perfect linebacker, but I've said er, since early in the season that LVE is having a good year himself because uh, honestly, he is. Malik Davis looked pretty good too, says six to midnight. Yeah, the stat sheet might not be that impressive. He had uh, under three yards per carry in average, but still he managed to... Uh, he, he's, he managed to almost getting the end zone. And I swore, I, I could have sworn that they were going to go right back at it with Malik Davis after they overturned that touchdown. But Kellen Moore got the best of me and he called the play action. Maybe he, he thought that the Chicago Bears were expecting the same thing. We'll talk about the, the, the run defense for sure. LBE was all over the place, loved it since six to midnight. And he missed some assignments. He, 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 had, he had some rough moments for sure. But once more, I think that that's just us wanting him to be a perfect Mike. And he won't be that. Uh, in the NFL, you will have some players that are decent. And hey, that's, that's more than fine. That is, huh, that is a, the architecture of an NFL roster. Now, before we move on, before we move on, I have a question for you. That will be the perfect transition for the next topic because I know that we have to talk about this. But let me see some of your comments here before. Sick is a runner that keeps the chains moving and the defense rested, says William Anthony. It's going to be a very fun duo when Sick gets back. Until we beat a legitimate good team, we are pretenders, says Floyd Wright. But man, in a season in which the average margin of victory 
is at its lowest since 1930 something, I will take a 20-point win any day of the week against any opponent. Even more so if it's an opponent that's fresh off a 33-14 win on Monday night versus the New England Patriots and that has played nothing but close games this season. This wasn't that close. And when, when, when taking into account all of the Cowboys' injuries, I will say that that was a pretty impressive win. I won't lie. There was, there was some bad timing, though, involved in the game. You know, the interception from Dak uh, at the end of the first half, he talked about it post-game. He talked about how it was an aggressive throw, uh, maybe a little bit of miscommunication between him and CeeDee Lamb. He, he took the blame. But he did say, I'm going to keep playing that way. I'm going to remain aggressive. And I, I, for one, love it. I thought that was a pretty good game for Dak Prescott, by the way. He was dealing. Completed 78% of his throws, 9.3 yards per attempt. He connected with CD. He connected with Dalton Schultz. Even Michael Gallup, even though he didn't have the noisiest of games, he went over 40 yards and moved the chains in key moments. <laughs> Toxic Tom says, Mo, we said this all last year. Not buying fool's gold again, says Toxic Tom. And I think that's like that's fair. It all depends on how you take it. Like if you take these comments and, and take them as, oh, the Cowboys are 100% winning the Super Bowl, then no, don't buy fool's gold. That would be that that would be dumb. If you look at this and act like it is a sure thing or something like that. But if you look at it from a realist point of view. And you say, well, the NFC is kind of thin right now. There is not a clear-cut favorite. The Cowboys, and this is undeniable, they do have one of the best defenses in the league, even in spite of what happened uh, in the run game. And we'll get into that in a few moments here. But they have one of the best pass rushes in the league and perhaps the best defensive play caller in the league right now, too, in, in Dan Quinn. You, you, you would have to be biased the opposite way, in my opinion, to say and to claim that the Cowboys are not contenders. They are. They are. 100%. Anyways, moving on. From 1 to 10, this is a question for you guys, and we'll get into the defensive conversation that we all want to have. From 1 to 10, how concerned are you about the Cowboys' run defense? Let me know your answer in the chat, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. In the process, do me a favor and hit the thumbs up because that's the biggest thing that you can do to help out the show. And while you give me your answers and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week because we've got the 2023 Mazda CX-30 Carbon Edition, which you can check out on freemanmazda.net. And you can check out the fact that it starts at $30,920, $290, excuse me, all-wheel drive, auto climate control. It's got a sunroof. It's got, and I love saying this, heated leather memory power seating, blind spot monitor, and a miles per gallon capacity of 24 when you are in the city. That goes up all the way to 31 when you are in the highway. So make sure you check out the 2023 Mazda CX-30 
Carbon Edition, a family-owned business for over 65 years. You can check it out, A-plus customer service. And remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. So from 1 to 10, how concerned are you about the Cowboys' run defense? Because, you know, the numbers are a little bit concerning. 2021 was a year in which the Cowboys also struggled a little bit against the run. So we know we knew that that was a priority for this Cowboys team. And the Chicago Bears, they had 6.2 uh, yards on average versus Khalil Herbert. That's what Herbert averaged against this defense. Justin Fields averaged over seven yards per carry. He had 60 yards in eight attempts. So definitely not ideal. Is it a big deal uh, from one to 10? What would your answer be? Let me see some of your comments here really quickly and get an idea. King Elements is seven. Midnight goes with six. Christian, nine. Bruce, seven. Kevin with five. Floyd Wright is at 10. All-time concern for Floyd Wright. Defcon one. 8.5 for Samuel. Iceberg goes with three. Asmodeus with five. Peter Rizzo, nine. So as you can see, mostly high numbers. I will tell you what. I am concerned about the Cowboys' run defense. Uh, Dallas could definitely do a better job against the run. And even when you look at efficiency numbers and all of that, uh, the Cowboys are not where they want to be. And they traded for Jonathan Hankins, and I thought he had a good game today. The All-22 will reveal more, as always. But I don't remember seeing Jonathan Hankins out of place at any point in which the Bears ran towards him. So that's good. That's always good. And we know that, you know, as Toxic Tom is pointing out in the YouTube chat, if you want to, if you want success in the playoffs, you need to stop the run. The Cowboys learned that the hard way last week. So I would go with a, I would go with a seven. From one to ten, I am a seven in my concerns for run defense. Because I will tell you what, I won't act as if I didn't say. And if we collectively said before the Lions game, oh, you know, the Lions, they're not that good, but they do have one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL. We said the same thing about the Chicago Bears. We said they had perhaps the worst pass pro offensive line in the NFL. But yet we acknowledged, at least on primetime, where we keep it real, we did, that the, Cow that the Bears ha might have the best run-blocking offensive line in the NFL. And the Cowboys played Jalen Hurts when they faced the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night. And we knew that Hurts can hurt you with his legs. We knew about Justin Fields too. So we know that the Cowboys were not facing, you know, average running teams over the last three weeks. They were, they were facing some killer groups in that sense. Even the Lions. This game in particular, you know, there were some plays in which you, you got to give some credit to the Chicago Bears. That Justin Fields touchdown run, which was some sort of a pin and pull concept where the players on the left side kind of want to seal the path for Justin Fields as he works with a 
puller in order to get into the end zone. That was pretty well executed. I, I couldn't stop thinking about that, you know, that 70s show quote from Foreman's dad in which he is talking about the Lombardi sweep. And he says, when perfectly executed, the Lombardi sweep is unstoppable. I couldn't stop thinking about that one because I think that pin and pull play from the Chicago Bears uh, fits that description. They ran the same play versus the New England Patriots on Monday night. I think we even showed it here on the on primetime during the week. They did so in the in a goal line situation. They got the touchdown. There were a couple of plays in which Demarcus Lawrence lost contain. He's talked about that as well after the game, and he took the responsibility for that one. And I think that was, you know, Demarcus Lawrence forgetting to play assignment football. And we talked about that during the, the week as well. If the Cowboys want to get better on run defense, especially when they face mobile quarterbacks, they will need to play assignment football, solid assignment football. And that means if you if you have the quarterback and, and D-Law had the quarterback on those two plays based on what the replay showed, you need to go and hit light Justin Fields up. Make him think twice about running the football or running the read option, even if he hands the ball off. But D-Law got over aggressive in those two spots and Justin Fields made him pay for that. But it's not like Demarcus Lawrence suddenly is not a good run defender anymore when that's the part of his game that we praise the most. So even though I am concerned about the run defense, I am also encouraged that the Cowboys, you know, they got... They got Jonathan Hankins. They still have a guy like Demarcus Lawrence in there. I still think this is going to be a very, very good defense down the road. And it starts with what they do versus the pass. And they still need to get, you know, they still need to get better and more disciplined when it comes to the run. Mastermind says LVE stopped for no reason on the first touchdown run. He didn't even need to stop, but just did. William says, I'm excited about Damon Clark. Now he got some playing time. Now he can watch some film on, on what he did. Yeah, it was exciting. You know, it sucked that Anthony Barr got injured. But other than that, it, it at least gave the rookie some a, a shot at playing time on defense, which I did not think we were going to witness. And that we did witness mainly because of Anthony Barr's injury. So I think that when the Cowboys start, you know, playing Aaron Rodgers two weeks from now, uh, later they will get Kirk Cousins. Daniel Jones is a mobile quarterback, but the offensive line is a bad matchup against the Cowboys. Uh, I think that the Cowboys are going to see friendlier, quote-unquote, offenses when it comes to the run over the next few weeks. And I thought that we will feel, I think that we will feel better about it in a few moments from now. But Got to give the Bears some credit, though. They do a tremendous job running the football, and Justin Fields is pretty athletic. So I will say a seven. I will just not uh, panic full on about it. And I think that the Cowboys' defensive tackles have, you know, improved a lot. And actually, you would be, a lot of us would, would have been surprised. I was surprised at this. You know where the Cowboys rank on run defense in DBOA, which measures value per play and takes into account the quality of the opponent down in distance it all goes into that number of dboa the cowboys have the 12th 
or they, they arrived at week eight with the 12th best run defense in the NFL. And 12th is not perfect, but I also think that it's not even close to where many of us would have guessed that they ranked. I would have guessed outside of the, of the top 20. But no, they, they were actually in the top 12. That was before today's win over the Bears, though. Looking forward to seeing how they rank in DVOA on Monday morning. We'll see. Danny Savage says, 240 allowed rushing. We got chances. Slim and none. Six ring this year, says Danny Savage. We got, <laughs> there you go. I heard Jerry was going to do some trades, says Jason. I don't know if the Cowboys will do some trades. You know, Tuesday is the is deadline for trades in the NFL. We'll see if they do. And I know that plenty of us want a wide receiver. Jalen Tolbert arrived at this game with 27 offensive snaps. I thought that with Noah Brown out, uh, no Simi Fehoko, with only four wide receivers active for the game, I thought that Jalen Tolbert was going to double his number of snaps on this game. I don't think that he did. I, I think that the Cowboys didn't want to see a lot of Tolbert on the field today. And that's not encouraging. That's somewhat disappointing about uh, for the third round rookie. Kind of sucks. I was very excited about Jalen Tolbert. I, I can't figure out what's going on with the with the rookie, but we'll see. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I know that it's been a, a fun night. I know that we're excited about where the Cowboys are at. Six and two. One more question for you, for me to you. What's on your heck yeah list? You know, that one thing or maybe two things that we maybe did not get to. Some extras of this 49-29 win by the Cowboys. What's on your heck yeah list? Who do you want to shout out? Or what play, what moment do you want to shout out? Let me know in the comments what's on your heck yeah list. Here's mine. Third down offense. That's an area the Cowboys definitely needed to improve on. And they did on Sunday. They were 9 for 11 attempts on third down. That's an 82% mark. And on top of that, they were 4 for 4 in the red zone, including 2 for 2 in goal-to-go situations. And you know how they did some of that, and maybe we'll dive into this later in the week. They ran read option plays with Dak Prescott. Look at my smile. I, I cannot stop smiling when thinking about Dak Prescott running the read option. That is one of his biggest assets, and the Cowboys have not tapped into it as much as we would like them to. Dak can read the Dak can run the read option like few quarterbacks in the NFL. I want to see more of that in third and short situations, in goal line situations. Give me all of the Dak Prescott read option. Give it to me. I think that Kellen Moore played quite a nice game, actually. And we'll get into that later in the week, too, I guess. Also on my list, Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons scoring that touchdown. Yet another play in which he shows why you shouldn't give up on any play. It's crazy. Micah was about... Micah was inside the 10-yard line of the Bears had two blockers on him. 
The fumble happened at the 36-yard line, more or less. He recovered it and then ran into the end zone. Not before yuking at least one Chicago Bear player. It was a crazy moment for Micah. You know, the first fumble credit to Leighton Vanderage, of course, but I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing with Micah. And then Micah, of course, after the game, mentioned that he wants to be on offense, that he wants to be included in a red zone package and in a goal line package at least. And I don't know if it will ever happen, but I got to tell you, I'm, I'm not that old, but I am old enough to remember J.J. Watt scoring some offensive touchdowns. J.J. Watt catching a touchdown. So he wouldn't be the first Texas-based defensive start to, to, to get some offensive play time. I would love to see that at one point for sure. <laughs> that was a fun moment. All right, here we go. What's on your heck yeah list? Let me see some of your comments. We want, says Toxic Tom. Heck yeah, that's enough for Toxic. I like it. Tommy says, Tony Pollard, give me a hell yeah. There you go. Zach and Tony, heck yeah. Gallup and Lamp look real good today, says King Element. I agree. CD and Dak connected in some pretty nice throws. You know, including some crossers and stuff. Parsons scores his first NFL touchdown, says Floyd Wright. Gregory says the Giants lost today, and that makes the Cowboys the second team in the NFC East, ladies and gentlemen. The Giants lost to the Seahawks in a game that wasn't really close. You know, the Giants, they're 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 good. They're built for some, they're built for some uh close game situations, but they definitely have a lot of weaknesses. My Packers 10, my Packers plus 10 and a half ticket is not looking good right now. It is not. Uh, well, the Cowboys won to so the, the evil Mr. Tinkles. Dak Prescott's performance. Schultz played very well, says King Element. Shout out to Schultz as well. Uh, play calling for Alex Flores. Let's see. What am I missing? Jason Renfro says, oh, on the, on the trades, that Jerry said that he was going to. Toxic Tom says, Mo, they will see it be great, the read option, and then they will never run it again. Man, I hope that you're wrong. Because I love the read option. I, I've been calling for Dak to run more read options since, since 2016, probably. Micah is the MVP of the league, says King, King Leonidas. Mastermind, they slow. I seen an animal today. He ran down Justin Fields, who is a 4.5340, says Iceberg Slim. Yeah. All right, let's see. Let's see some comments here. I think that those are pretty much all of the heck yeah comments. Uh, Tina says Clark getting snaps was cool to see. For sure. For sure. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a fun win. That was a fun win for the Cowboys. 49 to 29. First 40 burger of the season as well. And now the Cowboys get the most timely bye week ever, perhaps. Because Micah is banged up. Seek is banged up. Plenty of players on the Cowboys are banged up. Now you get a nice week of rest before you head into Lambeau. And let's not fool anybody. That one means a lot to us. It does. Let's be, let's be fair here. They have owned us. <laughs> over, over recent years, the Packers have owned the Cowboys a little bit, especially in the postseason. One of the Two most painful memories 
that we have of the Cowboys in recent years uh, have been against the Packers. So whether they are debilitated or not in Week 10, we, we know that we want that one. We want that win in Lambeau, 100%. So it, it's going to be a huge game. And the Cowboys will be well-rested for it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thank you for tuning into the show. Do me a favor and hit the thumbs up. Toxic Tom says, Mo, when was the last time that we beat Green Bay in Lambeau? It's been a hot minute. If I'm not remembering incorrectly, I would say 2016, Dak Prescott's rookie season. No Des Bryant, no Tony Romo, and that was a Bryce Butler game too. I think that it was 2016, Toxic. I think that it was uh, the last time that the Cowboys beat the Packers in Green Bay. Yeah. Then there was another win in the regular season, wasn't it? In the at home for the Cowboys. And then, of course, the playoff losses that we all know about. We don't want to talk about those. But yeah, 2016, it's been a hot minute indeed. But also, there have not been a lot of games at Lambeau between the Cowboys and the Packers. So it's not like this rivalry that they have been losing in uh, in the regular season as well. David Irving. Yeah, yeah, that was the David Irving game too in 2016 for sure. All right. Anyways, I will I will let you enjoy Sunday night football. I will let you get to dinner, whatever you guys want to do on Sunday night. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Do me a favor and hit the thumbs up. Every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. So that goes a very long way in helping out the primetime show. Remember that you can catch Skywalker Steel tomorrow morning and more articles on the Dallas Cowboys over at adzsports.com slash Dallas. I have had two tonight in case you want to go and read them. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at MAUNFL. That's M-A-U-N-F-L. Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Nos vemos. Adios. Buen inicio de semana. Bye.